Hey, you're listening to the C3 Network Podcast with Dan Holland. Our mission is to create a network of micro churches that are finding, teaching, and equipping people to be on mission. Our hope is that this encourages you. Be sure to leave us a review so you can help us share our message with more people who need to hear it. And now, Dan Holland. Chapter 17 opens like this. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. And he had just finished a hard conversation, one that I imagine as being exhausting. And the first thing he does is to pray. Jesus first spent some time teaching and encouraging his disciples, preparing them for his inevitable departure. And then he prepared himself. He went from talking to his friends to talking to his father. Hello and welcome. My name is Dan Holland and I'm your guide through John. Now, over the next few minutes, we're going to set the table and start the conversation, and then you can keep the conversation going right where you are. So the flow of chapter 17 is that Jesus first prayed for himself, then his disciples, and finally for us. As you read this chapter, realize that you're listening to an intimate conversation between a son and his father. It's powerful. It's emotional. It's sacred. A significant part of living on mission is prayer. Pray for yourself. Pray for your fellow workers who, who also are on mission and pray for all believers. Now, why did John choose to include this prayer? The reason John chose to include this in his gospel is because the mission of Jesus was being fulfilled every step of the way. Remember the reason John wrote the gospel. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Jesus was facing the biggest challenge of, of his life on earth. Now, I'm just curious, what are some of the challenges or obstacles that you faced in living out your faith in Christ? Now, I ask because the first thing Jesus prayed was this, Father, the hour or the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Think about that. In a moment when Jesus knew everything that was about to happen, his request was, Father, glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Jesus was resolved. It's game time. Practice time is over. Let's go. And we catch a glimpse of Christ's mission on earth, which was to show the glory of the Father through his own life and work. So I'm going to ask you again, what are some of the challenges or obstacles you faced in living out your faith or being a witness for Christ in today's world? I wonder, how is God being glorified through your life? As we move deeper into the prayer, Jesus prays for his disciples who were selected from the world and entrusted to him. He acknowledges their obedience and unwavering faith and emphasizing that he has revealed the Father to them. He not only asks for their safety, but also for their unity, a oneness that's a reflection of the harmony that's between the Father and the Son. He didn't expect the disciples to be perfect. He did expect them to be faithful. So the prayer then extends beyond the immediate disciples to all future believers. In verses 20, 21, 22, 23, Jesus prays for everybody who will believe through the message of his disciples, a prayer for us today. Why does Jesus want unity among believers? Well, he says it's so that the world could witness and believe that the Father sent him. See, when we get along, despite the inerrant challenges and obstacles, God is glorified. Jesus prayed for unity among believers. But have you looked around lately? We live in a world of divisions and disparities. We, we have gaps. If that's the case, was Jesus mistaken? 
Is unity among believers even possible? Has history proven that unity among all believers isn't achievable? Now, to get the conversation started, first read John chapter 17. Jesus prayed for unity among believers, but divisions and splits have marked the history of Christianity. And here's the question today. Has history proven that unity among all believers is not achievable? Was it simply an idealistic hope of Jesus? Or to put it another way, while Jesus prayed for unity among believers, history has proven that this unity is not achievable today. So do you agree or disagree? Now let the conversation begin. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, we post a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe and leave us a review so you can help share our message. We'll see you next time.